Welcome everybody to episode four of the Double XL freshman class. We will be covering 2011's star-studded. Uh, I guess cover. I don't even know what the, like like class. I mean, they're freshman not really a class. List? Freshman ten. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to really call it because I mean, like, they're not an actual class. So, right? Um, yeah, but no, they're uh, ten rappers. Uh, I'm not gonna say good rappers, but there is ten rappers on this list. Um, range anywhere from people we know today, um, like Kendrick Lamar, uh, Lil Twist, Yellow Wolf. That you guys listen to? I don't listen to him, but. Uh, you know, Sci High the Prince, don't know who that is still. Big Crit, Meek Mill, of course, still making his rounds. Um, Mac Miller, did I say YG? No, no I didn't say YG. YG and then Fred the Godson, was that all 10 of them? Or Diggy yeah. Simmons? Yeah, I forgot Diggy Simmons. <laughs> did, you, did you say Yellow Wolf? Yeah, okay, yeah, so that was all of them. Um, yeah. But no, I, I mean, some of these guys have still got longevity going on. So, um, you guys want to start it out, or do you want me to start it out? Go ahead, Talon. You start yeah, us off. Fuck tonight. it, I'll start it off tonight. Uh, first one we're going to talk about tonight is Little B, the Based God. Uh, in 2007, with his group, The Pack, Little B released The Based Boys, their first album. Little B released three solo mixtapes signed with Soldier Boys. Sodden stacks G- on Stacks on Decks, Money Gang. Sure. Record label and released his debut album, Rain in England, before getting the double XL freshman mention. He signed to a mig um, what has it, how the hell is that pronounced? Amal Alep? Uh, I have a GED. So amalgam, you help me out here. Amalgam, there you go. Amalgam Digital. Hey, we'll go with it. Amalgam Digital, and the music release just kept coming, mostly by the way of digital only releases. The Bay Area bred MC has made a career off of putting out an overwhelming amount of content and jumping right into the mix of controversy. He hopped into the ring with several rappers and a notable NBA player named James Harden. His album, I'm Gay, I'm Happy, really helped him build his mainstream buzz. So where is he now? Well, the music has become less content or less consistent, excuse me, but Little B still finds a way to grab attention. He released his based OG, based Moji, based Moji, there we go, app. In 2015, he often he's often seen on ESPN talking about which player we cursed and aren't particularly around NBA uh, playoff time. His last mixtape, Black Ken, was released back in 2017 of this writing. Um, do you guys know of Little B? Have yes. you heard Little B? Yes. Okay. Did a Caillou Freestyle, did Waterfront 500. You know, he blessed us all. He is the bass god. What about you, Chip? Uh, I've heard of him, but I don't think he's that good. I, I will tell you the only time I ever heard of Little B, when I was listening to Martians vs. Goblins by the game and Tyler the Creator. And on the track... Uh, Game says, 
sniff a fucking unemployment line of cocaine, tie a little B up to a full take of propane, and then there's an explosion. He goes, swag, watch him cook, and just stand there and look. That's the only thing I've ever heard that has anything to do with little B. No, little B, little B put a curse on James Harden. That's why James Harden's never been able to win anything besides MVP. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> he's not good. He's not good at all. But he was one of those guys that got popular during the early YouTube time for being a, like he he was around during the Fifty Tyson Ice JJ Fish era of YouTube rappers. Uh, so that's yeah. where he that's where he is. Um, <laughs> uh, and according to his Wikipedia, he hadn't really done anything since 2017. No, he's been um, just he's just been another person just out and about he's not done anything yeah i i mean he had that uh that feud with uh a boogie with a hoodie and pmb rock but i mean i mean that wasn't <laughs> yeah, yeah no nah, i'm i'm to be honest like i'm really not aware of anything other than what he's like uh, I mean, oh i got you then okay. hold on I got you. You gonna send me some shit, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. There you me. go. Let me check this out. Okay, there you on. go. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and the fact you added a thumbs up emoji at the bottom of that makes me really sus. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. I'll I'll listen to it, you know. If I, listen to now, it right now. You I need to listen to it right now. We in the middle of recording. I'll listen to it later. <laughs> I'll listen to it later. I got a feeling this is set up. But by the way, you're laughing. It's not a setup. <laughs> All right. Are you listening to it, Chip? <laughs> Look, at he digging it. Oh man. Here, let me let me uh. Put headphones in. Do you have headphones, don't you? I got headphones. I'm just... Then you can listen to it. Well, okay. All right. Hang on a second. <laughs> Hang on. Stream 85 plus channels. <laughs> all right. All right. Shut up. Oh. Shut up. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> why? Why he remind me of Superhuman as a rapper? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I can't do no more. No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. We, I, we gotta move on. Okay, no, I can't handle that no more. Why the fuck you said that to me? Like, I thought you guys went with one more. No, hey, no, no. Hey, no. That, motherfucker, <laughs> no. that motherfucker said, I'm like Jay-Z. I spit mu- nothing but bars. Hold on. <laughs> no. No. No, no you did not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my Kai, God. Kai, what? Oh, No. <laughs> No, you go, no, no, 
No. All right, we go. Bring- we go. We're going to move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Fred, the godson. Yes, let, uh, let, 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 let's, please. When it so, comes to the, the scumminess of early YouTube, I got you guys. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. I cannot uh, unsee it. going to hell in every village. I'm there. really That's waterfront going. 700. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, Roger? Uh, I want to apologize now to anybody who likes Lil B. Uh, Nobody likes Lil B. But, but Lil that B dude is, is trash. That dude is trash. Now you guys gotta listen Period. to that freestyle that sent you. No, I'll, I'll listen to that in a minute. I'm gonna get on with Fred the Godson. So Fred the Godson is a rapper from the Bronx who is heralded by some to be a lyrical genius and he has even worked with Dipset's Jim Jones and Young Money's Corey Guns. Uh, the 34 year old MC has released several mixtapes and a couple of street singles but never quite met the buzz that gets created by even an average double XL freshman. He is well respected by artists nationwide having released singles featuring Diddy, Rick Ross, Jadakiss and more. Um, so in March of 2016, he released his mixtape Contraband 2, and in early 2019, uh, he teamed up with Joel Ortiz and the Heatmakers to release Gorilla Glue. Uh, he does have a new project. I don't know that it, it has come out yet. Uh, well, considering that God, he got well. Know, uh, yeah. So it did come out. God Level came out in uh, 2019. Uh, in 2020, he had two come out. Uh, Training Day with Jay Farrow and Payback. And 2021, uh, Ascension came out. But this was after his death. So uh, unfortunately, he passed away April 23rd, 2020. Uh, yeah. Dude, 35 yeah. years old. Uh, yeah, I remember so, when that happened too. Yeah, he um, when he passed away, he was reported to be suffering from acute asthma and kidney problems after contracting COVID nineteen during the COVID nineteen pandemic in New York. And by April 6, twenty twenty, his fever had abated in hospital, according to his publicist and his Instagram account. His wife told media on April 9th that she was concerned he was going to die. By the next day, she said he was going to make it and was being weaned off of the ventilator. Uh, and unfortunately, he did pass away at Montefiore Medical Center on April 23rd, 2020, due to complications from COVID-19. He was only 35. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's how old I am now. That scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yep. But yeah, um, aside from that did you guys ever listen to any of his uh any of his music yeah i like fred godson uh i mean he wasn't like uh, uh you know like a, a top tier mc but i did like him what about you raj uh, I mean, I, I think he was a really good uh, feature rapper. I liked him in a lot of stuff with other people. Yeah. Um, his solo st- I mean, not his solo stuff, but his main stuff, it was good, but it, like you, you know, he wasn't that like, premier rapper or anything like that, but it's somebody I'd listen to of his on. 
Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, he he had some good uh, some good stuff. He had you know Pusha T on his record. Uh, Requiem was on the record as well. Um, you know, so he did have that. You know, also aside from just being a rapper, he was also a DJ. He was you know also a producer. Um, he was on the E1 Music TBM. Uh, Mass Appeal Entertainment and was on the even for a short time on Shady Aftermath. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, gone too soon, man. 35 years old, and yeah, it it uh, it hits home for a lot of people, you know, with, with the uh, the virus. And um, definitely, you know, prayers to his uh, to his wife and his daughters, and you know. You know, I think that you know his legacy could live on through them in a sense, um, and and having Jay Farrow on Training Day, um, Jay Farrow for most of you know he is a uh, stand up comic and also a uh, uh, entertainer on Saturday Night Live as well. Uh, he's the one that does all the impressions of like Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, Chris Tucker, people like that. Is um, he still on SNL? Or I know he had his own show, but I don't know if he's still on SNL. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, let me look real quick. Uh no, he left Saturday Night Live in 2016, and he's been doing a whole lot of movies. He did three movies in 2020 and two in 2021, and he's got one coming out soon called Spinning Gold. It's supposed to drop um later in uh, 2023, so that's what he's doing. But anyway, all right, so let's jump on to the next one. You got it, Roger? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember who, if I've actually heard this person or not. But uh, next on the list is Oh Little Twist. Uh, <laughs> who are you bumping to? <laughs> uh, they, J.D. Kiss and Fred the Godson toast to that. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought you were listening to that little B second one I sent you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think I don't think he want I don't think he won't be like that. <laughs> but uh, no, next on the list, uh, Little Twist and Little Twist opened for Little Wayne at the young age of twelve, and that was in two thousand five. Two thousand five is when Little Wayne dropped the best album ever that he ever made was the Carter Two, which is one of the most underrated rap albums this turn of the century. So I'm not the only one that says so. And yes, this is a big deal. But since then, Twist has worked with Justin Bieber, 2 Chainz, Miley Cyrus, among others. And his association with Bieber has both helped and hurt his career as he has opened several tours for the singer. But he has also... He was also arrested in 2003 while driving the singer's car. Um, His first official album, Bad Decision, uh, might have been released, actually. Let me look. I probably should have had my stuff open for this. Uh, uh yeah, he's dropped. Uh, what one, two, three, four, five, six mixtapes, <laughs> but no actual album. Uh, he was on uh, "We Are Young Money" and "Young Money: Rise of an Empire" since he signed to Young Money. Yeah, but yeah, he really hasn't done. He doesn't drop that album yet. Um, but his first album was supposed to be that Bad Decisions hasn't dropped yet, um, and he has been part of the Young Money collaborative album like you talked about. Um, and the album probably will never see the light of day. Well, I mean, this came out in 
this article came out in 2016, and it's six years since then, so yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Um, Twist also has a pending case from alleged home invasion robbery stemming from 2015. If convicted, he could have faced 25 years to life, and the rapper was released sentenced to one year in prison after pleading no contest to six charges. And Little Twist was able to get out as early as he only served time for seven and a half weeks for his one year sentence. What? That's stupid. What? That's what happens when you got money. Yeah. What money? He didn't. He ain't dropped nothing. Okay, he he's still getting paid for them features. Oh yeah. All twenty five hundred dollars of it. Well, I mean, allegedly. He, allegedly. Right. I mean, he um, <laughs> has dropped what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven singles. Um, he 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 uh, dropped the leak feature Lil Wayne. Little Secret with Bow Wow, Love Affair with Lil Wayne, New Mercy with Michonne, Turned Up with Busta Rhymes, Pyrex uh, with Corey Guns, and Good Credit featuring Fully Fame. Fully Fame. So apparently, the person he assaulted was Disney actor Kyle Macy and his uh, Kyle Macy's brother Christopher Macy, who was on Zoe 101 on Nickelodeon. So we attacked yep. these Disney and Nickelodeon kids. What the messed up thing is that Little Twist was a voice actor on the Disney Channel's animated series Fish Hook, which Kyle Macy was also on. Right. So he had some Disney beef. Yep. Disney. So you threw up your you messed up your whole career over some Disney beef. Over some Disney beef. Man, that's what these young kids don't get. Don't don't ruin your career for one night. I don't, hey, I don't even I don't even know what to say to they, that. To be honest with you, they going all in on that Disney beef. What you talking about? <sighs> Apparently so. Yep. All right. Uh, so he ain't really done much of anything. No. Since. Uh, so we'll we'll move on to the the next person on the list. Uh, yeah. Diggy Simmons. Uh, oh, are you gonna take it? Go ahead. Oh, no, I thought... I, okay. I just... I just... Oh, you I just like said his okay. name. Diggy Simmons. <laughs> All right. So, the youngest member of the class, at the ripe age of 17 years old, Diggy released his debut album, Unexpected Arrival, in 2012, and it peaked at number two on the U.S. rap album Billboard charts. The album gained solid uh, reception due to his lyrical skills coming off as that of a seasoned veteran. Of course, Diggy is the son of hip-hop legend Rev Run and was first introduced to the world via MTV's Run's House. When Atlantic Records signed him, he was releasing mixtapes and singles buzzing with a young audience, but impressed older listeners as well. So, in 2015, he released a song called Fakin' with Ty Dolla Sign and Amarion, and in July of 2016, he released another track titled Feel Like via his SoundCloud. In 2018, returned to the mainstream spotlight as the co-star of the hit TV show Grown-ish. The breakout role helped Diggy return to music, and in 2019, Diggy released his sophomore album Lighten Up seven years after his debut. The eight-song project helped show his growth and maturity of, of the now 23-year-old artist, which... Um, he as of this right, twenty seven now. Um, how do you guys feel about uh, Diggy Simmons as a uh, as an artist? 
Um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know that I've actually heard this guy. Uh, I mean, I know who he is because I've seen the TV show Grownish. Um, but as far as his uh music, I I ugh, I would have to look that up. He uh, see. When, see, I was a, see. I knew who he was because I I was a fan of uh, I was a fan of Run's House. Um, on whose house? Run's House. There you go. <laughs> and that was the theme song for the show. Actually, um, you watched Run's House, didn't you, Raj? Um, I did the first season, but I mean, it came out when I was like in high school, so I don't remember any of it. It was it was it was it was good. I liked it. I liked. I mean, it was good. It, it was good because I mean, it did have a bunch of old classic hip hop stuff in it and. I guess it was good just retrospective to see how he how he actually is. It's who he is and actually how he is and everything like that. Right. right. And then He's on top of that, playing the person. Yeah, and for for and a lot of people, you know, also that uh, you know, Russell Simmons is also the brother to Reverend and Russell Simmons was uh, had you know Fat Farm and you know a, you know a big big company and stuff like that. Um, it showed the, the TV show itself was a fun show from the standpoint like everyone thought Diggy um, was like a secondary player in a sense because uh, Run's oldest son Jojo was the one who wanted to get like you know be everyone thought Jojo would be the rapper of the group you know what I mean um, taking up the mantle but then that in fact Diggy was the one that did it you know um, and uh, I mean and every, the whole the whole Simmons family. Um, has been, you know, in the spotlight. I mean, I think I think Vanessa Simmons was on a couple of soap operas, and Angela did something. Uh, you know, JoJo did something else. I can't remember. Uh, but Diggy was like, "Yo, I got the freshman." You know, of the of uh, I got the freshman class of Double uh, XL. So, you know, it was, it was a good notch on his belt. I thought he had some good stuff though. I, I thought that um, he had the song. Um, uh, trying to remember. Uh, I think the song. I think the only song I remember hearing by him was the, the song "Faking" with Ty Dolla Sign and Omarion. Um, but I don't really remember much from that. If that makes any sense, like I haven't really heard a whole lot. Excuse me. Um, I just don't. Like I said, I watched the first season. I don't remember a lot, but I do. Re- I. I think Jojo did do music though. He did do music, but he didn't get as big as his brother though. Yeah, but I don't think he put out as much music as Diggy did. Unless he just put out a whole bunch of mixtapes. Maybe he could have, but now he's an actor again, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Is he an actor again? Yeah, he's on a uh, Grownish or Blackish, no, no, whatever no, one of those I shows. Know, like I that. know Diggy is on Grownish. I was talking about Joe, the, his brother. His brother. Oh, no, I was talking about Diggy was oh, okay. acting again. Um, yeah. I don't know what JoJo went into. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Diggy's on Grownish, right? I know that. I, I, I was talking. I was just thinking if his brother was uh, doing anything. Uh... You know, because it says right here. Last it says JoJo was the third oldest of the six children. He and wife Tandis Amari have a daughter named named Maya, born February 20, 2016. He also runs a record label, Whose House Entertainment, and in twenty nineteen. He and his wife are now separated, and they share custody of their child and their cat Momo. 
Momo. Okay. All right. Sound okay. Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. But I guess we uh can move on. Uh, yep. We're gonna move yep. on move to on. that man, Yellow Wolf. Uh, Yellow Wolf. Yep. So a uh, Yellow Wolf signed a contract with Shady Records, uh, resulting in him releasing his major label debut, Radioactive, in the same year as the cover in 2011. Radioactive charted at 27 on the Billboard 200, underperforming even with the help of Eminem and a wild Shady 2.0 marketing push also tied with Slaughterhouse. He later released a sequel to his mixtape entitled Drunk Music Returns, and in 2015, he released his second album, Love Story. Uh, In 2017, uh, he released his third album, uh, Trial While Fire. Uh, He's still repping Alabama and eating. (laughs) Uh, In March of 2019, he released the album Drunk Music 3, and it was his last album with Shady uh, Shady Records. Currently, he's an independent artist on his own label, no, known as Slamerican. Uh, he signed he he has since signed to the label DJ Paul of Three Six Mafia, Bubba Sparks, uh, and a couple Who? of yes, <laughs> Bubba Sparks, DJ Who? Paul, Bubba Sparks. Don't, don't be dissing Bubba Sparks, bro. Come on, he had some good shit back in the day. I mean, you can rep that man. I mean, he's saying the N words and raps. I don't know about that now. No, I'm not. I'm not when did saying. He say the, when did he say the N word? And I don't ever remember him saying N word. Did he? Yeah, that's when he, he said word. That's why he got canceled. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's that's why he quit. That's why he quit quote unquote rapping and went to um like country rap. Yeah. Hip hop, pretty much. Yeah. Crap. Uh. But yeah, he I got, had he no got, idea. Yeah, he got caught saying, saying the word. <laughs> mm, yeah, and, and he hit it with the hard ER. Oh, yeah, yeah that's bad. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Exits that way. Go walk. Like, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't hear about that because it was such a big I thing have, for a while. I, hmm. I, I, I don't remember it. I don't remember it happening. Yeah, he also, Ritz, uh, Ritz is also signed to Slamerican. Uh, Ritz is awesome. He was with, he, he's the, he did a lot with uh, Strange Music for, for a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, Ritz is probably one of the best out there. I, I, I mean, mainstream underground, he's out there. He's one of the best right now, I think. Right. Uh, so since uh, since this article was was written, uh, Yellow Wolf has released in 2019. He released Ghetto Cowboy in 2021. He released Mudmouth. Uh, Mushmouth. He, uh, he, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He also uh, dropped a ton of collaborative EPs. Uh, he did uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia with Corn, Yellow Wolf Black Sheep with Kaski, uh, Turquoise Tornado with Riff Raff. That's your boy, Raj. Riff Raff. Hey, I, I mean, y'all y'all listen to him. You know, he got, he got uh, some bars. Miles Zero with DJ Muggs. Sometimes Why with Shooter Jennings. Uh, the Slumden Bridge with Ed Sheeran, Psycho White with Travis Barker, Black Fall with DJ Paul, Catfish Billy, and uh, the Cub Cookup Boss with the Cookup Boss. 
he did a sequel to that called Catfish Billy and Cub, Cub Cook-Up Ball Slum Trap. Uh, then he did Slum Mafia with DJ Paul. Uh, several mixtapes, Pissing in a Barrel of Bees. Ball of Flames, The Ballad of Slick Ricky Bobby. Stereo, a hip-hop tribute to classic, classic rock. Trunk Music, Heart of Dixie. Trunk Music Returns. Um done a bunch of tv stuff he was in jackass forever uh, and uh in the peanut butter falcon which if y'all haven't seen the peanut butter falcon that's a hell of a movie i 100 recommend that movie to anybody right um so roger do you you're not familiar with yellow are you no I mean, I didn't hear about him until you you mentioned two, three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, Radioactive is his first major label studio record. Um, he did have another album called Creek Water, but that was independent, uh, an independent release. Um, yeah, that was all the way back in two thousand five. So. Yeah, that was more, than, and I'm sure that was probably him just dipping his toes in the waters to seeing if he wanted to do it or whatever. Um, but I remember hearing trunk music before hearing radioactive um oh the first song i ever remember hearing him on was uh tech nine's uh worldwide choppers yeah yeah i would say yeah that would be it yeah worldwide choppers but then after that like you look up a lot of it so this was before because uh worldwide choppers came out before radioactive did correct yeah okay because i remember right after that i heard the song he did with gucci Mane. Um, I just want to party, and that was off of the uh, Trunk Music Zero to Sixty record. Um, that also had Daddy Lam- uh, Daddy's Lambo, Pop the Trunk, uh, Love Is Not Enough. You know, um, he had the one song, uh, Box Chevy Part Three, featuring Ritz. Um, and then, like with, with Radioactive, like Radioactive Man was just on a whole nother level, and he had some. Dude, he had some spitters on it, dude. He had, uh, you know, Mystical was on it. Ritz was on it. Uh, Eminem was on the track with him on number six for Throw It Up. Um, and, but, I mean, like, he had Killer Mike on the record with, with uh, Slim American Citizen. Um, God, man, that, that, that whole album, that whole radioactive album was just insane. Everything from... Uh, Get Away, Let's Row, um, uh, Made in the USA, Animal, Write Your Name, which in my opinion is one of the greatest rap songs I've ever heard in my life. Um, I I don't consider it rap, though. You don't consider this album a hip-hop, uh, hip-hop record? I, not that song. Okay. Yeah. That song for me is is more uh like almost almost a pop ballad. Okay. So So are you taking it off of your top ten list and no, no. okay. No, because it's I mean it's an amazing song, but like you would just have to I mean you've heard it, but Roger needs to hear it. I want his opinion on it. Yeah, yeah, we definitely want to get his opinion on it. Um, so, which one you want me to listen to? Write your name. 
Write your name, uh, Layla Wolf. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna send yeah. it to you. Yeah. Okay. Listen, the, that, that whole act, that whole album was was a great album. Um, and then you bounce it straight to, um, and, you know, and, and if I could go a little forward, um, he had um, Love Story, which is uh, another good album. Excuse me. Uh, Till It's Gone was a good one. Whiskey in the Bottle was a good song. The song he did with Eminem, Best Friends, which Eminem was the only feature on that whole entire record. Yep. Like, the majority of it was him. Um, uh, now, he did have the song American You. That was a that was a pretty good one. That was, that was more ballady than a lot of others. Um, but... Yeah, I thought it was good. But mm-hmm. anywho, I'll definitely listen to this probably yeah. tomorrow because yeah. I won't pay attention if I listen to it now. <laughs> yeah, you won't. I mean, it, it, it'll hook you. I mean, it, it, it should get you. All right, Raj, let's move on to the next one. You got it. Next on the list is Sai Hida Prince, who I've heard a lot about but never heard. Um. Apparently, the hardest uh, verse on Soul Pod from Kanye, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is Kanye's best work of art ever, um, has could get you somewhere, doesn't it? Uh, apparently not. So, yeah, he's yet to release his debut project as of this writing. Um, and since the cover, he's dropped two subpar mixtapes and a few verses on Goods uh, Music's Cruel Summer album, which might get you somewhere, but Sahai hasn't truly. Uh, tapped the potential that he was expected to. He was dropped by Def Jam back in 2015. Um, so it's safe to assume he'll be on the upcoming Cool Winter collab album if that ever drops. His debut solo album, No Dope, on Sundays was finally released in 2017. The project featured most of the good music artist roster and was critically acclaimed when it was released. Um, Sci High was last to be said working on a seven song album with Kanye West around time other good music artists around the time other good music artists and Nas were releasing their seven song projects and as recently as june 2019 he promised new music from himself produced by kanye um and he has not dropped anything since then uh, since 2017 yeah the album no dope on sundays um i've never heard it before but he got a lot of good features on it he has Pusha t schoolboy q two chains jagged edge holy shit yeah uh, the people on good music Kanye, um, BJ the Chicago Kid, Travis Scott. Yeah, good music artist. I actually, Pusha T is no longer with good music. Kanye let oh. him out of his contract. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just going by what's in front of me. No, I'm I'm saying, but this, like this just happened like a couple weeks, like a week or two ago. It's something hey, really recent. Hey, guess who one of the producers of that of uh, the song No Dope on Sundays? Guess who's one of the producers? Let me think. Uh, Jay Z. No, your boy Flex Ruger. Oh really, Lex Luger? Oh yeah, that makes sense. He yeah, he does a lot of work with them. Yeah, he does. Is it is it just Lex Luger or is it the uh, eight hundred eight Mafia? It well, it's Mark Bird, Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor, Lex Luger, <laughs> uh, Noble. <laughs> shut up, uh, Shouty Red, uh, High Def Raja. Where the fuck are these names coming from? <laughs> hey. uh, I'm looking at another list. <laughs> <laughs> wrestler or music producer <laughs> deep throat thug <laughs> that one tricked you guys <laughs> oh, Rico right. Nasty 
Or he come nasty. <laughs> Dude, when Chip sent that picture to the wrong chat, I still laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that episode, uh, God, two days ago, and uh, you can barely hear. I can barely hear because you know, in the in the where I work, there's it's a lot of machines and stuff. So I got turned it up a little bit so I can hear it. Well, I had it a little too loud. And the guy who was working behind me overheard the whole conversation and just hears us laughing. And he just goes, what the fuck are you listening to? I'm like, oh, I'm listening to the pod, my podcast with me and, me and two of my friends. And he goes, what podcast is that? I'm like, oh, it's called Movement Radio. Oh, can you find it on Spotify? I'm like, yeah, you can find it on Spotify. And he goes, all right, I'll give it a listen. So, fuck yeah. Thanks to this episode, we got somebody to get it, listen to us. So, That's how you that. do it. Moving and grooving. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, I mean, um, I, but, I was I was walking off the elevator at work uh, the other day, and I, I had my Movement Radio hoodie and hat on, and uh, I was getting off the elevator. This lady walked by me when she was getting on the elevator, and she looked at me and she's like, "You ought to be on a podcast." And I was like, <laughs> "Well, now that you mention it, <laughs> I said, well, now that you mention it, this is uh, my podcast right here. Go check us out." On I said, "We're on." Uh, all major podcasting platforms, or you can check us out at movementradio.us. Yep, Dude, you can just make so- business cards. Dude, we should. It don't take hell. Chip knows people that know people who got close to people who knew people. I mean, you could literally just do it online, <laughs> yeah, but still, <laughs> one to sound funny, but now, nah, Sci High to Prince, back to him. Um, oh, excuse me, it's a Got heartburn. I was um, wondering what you were doing for a second. No, I got heartburn for a second. I, I didn't know if I wanted to burp or if I wanted to just, you know, just uh, take some antacids or something. I got them around here somewhere. Um, nope, getting to dad. Damn. Um, all right, so we have. So none of us have actually heard Saha the Prince. No, except for Roger. No, I mean I heard him on the Kanye West album, but I, I that was a feature. I didn't actually. I haven't actually listened to him. He's been nominated six times as a songwriter for the Grammys. Well, I mean, and, he's in good music, so whatever they put right. out, they do as a group. And see, much. Kanye, Kanye. Also, Kid Cudi Kanye. announced his last song was Kanye West. He's also leaving uh, good music. Why does everybody want to leave good music? Because uh, Ye is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it pretty much is. But um, it was actually on Pusha T's new album, but it was done last year, um, which is funny because Kanye West and Kid Cudi had a fallen out since we, the album was technically recorded. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Pusha T's dropping that album Friday, actually. Okay. Let me, let me look at the track list. Pusha T posted a picture. It's the album's called It's Almost Dry. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 songs. Um, he's got features from Kanye, Jay-Z, Pharrell, Kid Cudi, uh, Don Tolliver, Little Easy Vert, Malice, and Labyrinth. Um... Also, do you guys hear the uh, Arby's commercial he did? 
the no. Prestige did? So he did a, uh, I'm pretty sure it was, an, it was Arby's commercial for the fish sandwich, and it was a diss song to the fish fillet. Oh, I did hear that. I'm sorry. I did hear that. That shit was great. I've, I've yeah, never, and, I and it was this. actually, and it was like, it's a legit diss song where they edited his, uh, his lyric because he's swearing on it, but it's a, uh, yeah, I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, find, yeah, find it to me, send it to me so I can, so I can, so I can listen to it. Uh, yeah, spicy fish diss track. Spicy fish diss track, and it's actually well done. Like it's like it's oh, only yeah. like a minute. It's like a minute song, but he's actually well done. Like Arby's, Arby's was trying to compete. <laughs> we have the meats. Oh shit! How long That's is it? A minute. Right, hang on a minute. <laughs> Y'all talk. I'll listen. Yeah, but um. But yeah, um, no, nah, I mean, I haven't heard, uh, Sci High, and everybody is starting to leave good music too, so. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna see, is, who's still on it, is my question, good music. Who's still on good music? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, good music rappers, good music No, yeah, Pusha T is not on it currently, so this has not been updated as of recent. So, Kanye West, Q-Tip, O70 Shake, Valet, Kid C Ghost, not anymore because that was Kanye and Kid Cudi, I believe. Um, yeah. And then Shek West, which... Uh... Obviously, has Sheck West done anything since Mo Bamba? Um, I mean, that's no, they don't really have. No, uh, they pretty much fallen out. Wow. Uh, John Legend maybe still on it. Uh, that Mitsubishi. was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, his and it's an Arby's commercial. So it's an Arby's commercial, dude, it's awesome. I, I, I love straight it. It disrespect. Great. Straight disrespect. I half half a thing of cheese McDonald's on a budget. Is the clown on a budget? That's great, wonderful. My thing is like legit. The fact that he was able to make a diss track on a sandwich. Shit. And Arby's was okay with it? Like, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what they paid him for. Do what you gotta do, man. Get, look, we just need you to write, write a diss track, dissing every other uh, fish sandwich except for us. Take a shot at the clown. Do what you gotta do, you know? <sighs> oh, so when he says, when Push T says, drowning tartar, that fish, that fish, that filet of fish is tasteless. At the bottom, Arby's actually puts a uh, uh, trademark disclaimer saying filet fish is a registered registered trademark of a third party not affiliated with Arby's Restaurant Group Incorporated. But then they put right next to it, this fish is in the shape of a square. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so they even throwing this is under like a little uh, disclaimer. Like, you know, yeah. So like plausible man, deniability. 
Damn, I didn't even notice it the first time. <laughs> See, you learned something. <laughs> All right, are we ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think the next one's you. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is Big Crit. Uh, the Mississippi-based rapper is a hot commodity in both the rapping and recording world. His sophomore album, Catalytic, Catalytic, Catalytica, I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, was one of the most positively critically acclaimed projects of 2014 and received major praise from XXL saying that lyrically he's never sounded sure of himself and his best, I'm sorry, his beat selection proves we have nothing to worry about when he relinquishes some of that control. Now, it's safe to say that Crit lived up to the height he was expected to. In October of 2015, he released a mixtape titled It's Better This Way with DJ Drama. In July of 2016, he released a new freestyle mixtape titled 12 for 12. And in September of 2016, he released a mixtape with saxophonist and producer Kenneth Whalem. KG? No, not KG, (laughs) but... Uh, the project was titled Might Not Be Okay. In 2017, Crit finally unveiled his third album, Forever Is a Mighty Long Time, and the double disc project showed fans the evolution of Big Crit. In 2019, Big Crit revealed his fourth album, Crit Is Here, the sequel to the 2010 mixtape Crit Was Here. Um, and he... Crit was here, and then he also has an album coming out, or it may have already been out, uh, Digital Roses Don't Die in 2022. Um, and he was also nominated at the 2011 uh, BET Hip Hop Awards for Rookie of the Year, Best Mixtape, and Best Collaboration. Um, have you guys heard Big Crit? Have you guys listened to him? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, what are your impressions of him? I, I like mean, him. I like him. I, I was actually just listening to, uh, while you were reading that, I was listening to Country Shit. Uh, I'm trying to remember what song I have of his on my playlist. Yeah, Country Shit, it's uh, it's Crit, Luda, and Bum B. Yeah. Uh, uh, little known fact, though, Big Crit is uh, Birmingham, Alabama, or he's known in Birmingham, Alabama, for being one of the favorite artists of current Birmingham mayor uh, Randall Woodfin. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what is the song that he has? Yeah, and uh, Crit is a, a an acronym for uh, King Remembered in Time. Did he recently change his name or something? No, no, wasn't him. Nah, he's still Big Crit. Mm-hmm. First time I remember hearing Big Crit was it was on the BET uh, Hip Hop Awards Cipher. Um, it was him. Uh, it's him, Tech Nine, MGK, Bob, and somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but it was when is when they did the, when they did the ciphers at the BET Hip Hop Awards. Um, the good ones. Yeah. Um, Matter of fact, yeah, yeah, no, it was it was Big Crit, Tech Nine, MGK, Kendrick Lamar, and Bob. That was mm. the same year that they had the Slaughterhouse uh, cipher. It was the last cipher of the uh, of the night. Um. Oh man, they had Reek the Villain, Two Chains, Busta Rhymes, and Luda on that cipher too. Yeah, I remember that. 
Man, I can't remember what song I have with him on. Because I can't remember what playlist it's on. Damn, all these playlists. But no, I, I do like Big Crit. Um, I listen to him when he's when he's on uh, when they on recommended playlist stuff. I I put him on. I, they put him on. I shuffle through and I just listen to him. He's pretty good. Um, yeah, right. I can't remember exactly which ones off the top of my head because it's just like it just plays and I just keep chilling out with it, you know, kind right. of thing. Right. I remember. I remember uh, country shit. I remember that uh, with Luda and Bun B being on it. Um. I don't really remember a whole lot from him. Um, I think maybe like I'm going through his track listing to try to find a song I might know. He had a song called Lost Generation with Lupe Fiasco, but I don't remember that too much. He had one with E-40 and Wiz Khalifa, which I like E-40, so I should probably jump onto that. Um... But yeah, it says on February 18th, 2022, he released his fifth studio album, Digital Roses Don't Die. So, and that don't have a wiki page, so it'd probably be a minute before. I can look it up. I'll look it up later. That being said, though. Oh, uh, the song I have on my playlist that has him on it, he's a feature on it. It's called The Buzz. The Buzz by uh, Hermitude. It has him, Mataya, and Young Taps. It's actually pretty nice, like, uh, EDM rap kind of thing, sort of, because it's got a EDM beat, but it's still a rap song. That's interesting. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. I'll send it here too. Yeah, send it. Yeah, send it. You know, you know, you know, I'm a you know, I'm an EDM fan. Adam. 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 Yep. Yo. You know, knife knife party Skrillex. Well, Skrillex is more dubstep. Well, he was EDM and he changed. He his was style EDM up. and he changed his style up. Yeah. Nero like still considered EDM. EDM, don't it? Yeah, well, Nero hits everything, so I guess he's technically EDM just for the fact that he hits everything. <laughs> right. Just like how you technically can still consider uh, Diplo EDM because of him hitting all electronic music. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, like, pure EDM would be what? Swedish House Party? Uh, I don't even think so. I think they're more into... They're more I techno guess. and trance now, aren't they? Yeah. Um, EDM, EDM. Um, what's the dude's name? Dr. Ops, maybe? That's the guy's name? I can't remember off the top of my head anymore. I've not been deep into the EDM game in years, so... Right. Um, but, but you also have, like, synth pop, and you also have um, electro-funk. You got house you know acid electro and things of that uh, nature like mike um, maybe still yeah uh dimitri see, vegas yeah uh david gutta yeah gutta yeah he would be one is he though yeah yeah oh yeah. he used to be but i don't know if he can still be considered that i, I think he can be but see we, we see we like he's more of a He's more of like a hard trance, in a sense. Yeah. You know, like a Biza trance that I think of like Salt Tank and fucking um, Chris Childs. You know, God, Chris Childs. Like the first time I heard Chris Childs when I played Frequency, um, not Frequency, uh, Amplitude on the PlayStation Two. Like his song Shades of Blue, I was blown away by how crazy that sounded. You know, then 
later on you look up the artist and you know um then that's when i learn about uh, mad beats manifesto juno reactor uh, uh symbion project and people like that and i was like man this is crazy shit um so but anyway but we're talking hip-hop right now not edm we'll hopefully god's plan we'll talk edm later um but let's uh let's move on to the next one you got it chip uh yep next up we're gonna talk about meek mill uh so where do i start with meek mill uh being the avid drake fan that we all are right God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> she said, do you love me? <laughs> so, uh, Meek Mill Dream Chasers 2 mixtape uh, was it, it was a, a, a good project uh, released today and Dreams and Nightmares was not only a very underrated album but also one of the hardest title tracks of all time. Facts, I love that album actually. Uh, yeah. So, where is Meek Mill now? Uh, sadly, for a while there, it had come down to the point for the Philly rapper that he's more recognized for a song that wasn't even his and for Twitter memes that completely bash his name to the ground. At least we know whose tour it is. Uh, so interestingly enough, he became the face of a prison reform movement while locked up, which provided quite the career resurgence for the rapper. Hashtag Free Meek became a campaign shouted out by fellow rappers and the likes of Jay Z and Robert Kraft. Yes, yeah, those that are, the, those are Kraft. the people. Those are the people you want supporting you. Yep. Uh, so yeah. when, <laughs> so when he finally he was finally released, he put the beef with Drake behind him, and he released the 20, 2018 album Championships. Meek has been a top five or top ten artist in the game, depending on your preference, ever since. Uh, Meek Mill never fell off for me. Right. Uh, so after uh, Championships in 2021, he uh, released the album at Excessive Pain. No, Expensive Pain. Uh, same difference. Wow. It's two different definitions, but okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, expansive no, means you're expanding something. Expensive means it's going to cost you money. It costs you I money mean, to expand. No, I just... Put something in the oven. No expand. Anyway, all right. So we're gonna move <laughs> so, on from that. Uh, uh, on that album, uh, "Expensive Pain," he had uh, features from Lil Baby, Lil Durk, Kelani, ASAP Ferg, Moneybag Yo, Gigs, Young Thug, Vori, Lil Uzi Vert, and Brent uh, Fayez. So yeah, yeah. Um, I liked. Uh... Obviously, the title track, Expensive Pain, and I also liked uh, Cold Hearted 3 on the album. Yeah, he was known, though, Meek was, like, like I'm not a big fan of Meek. Like, I didn't really, if I if I heard Meek, I probably didn't know I heard Meek. Um, oh, you know I, you hear Meek because his voice is very, yeah. very distinguishable. Yeah, his yeah. style and, and voice are very distinguishable. Okay. Uh, he was originally signed to... Uh, T.I.'s Grand mm-hmm. Hustle Records and okay. then he left that in February of 2011 and signed with Rick Ross's Maybach Music Maybach Music yeah he got the song Maybach Curtains with Rick Ross and Oz and John Legend I see that he had the song Amen with Drake I remember that I remember hearing that one that's like I isn't that the song that uh, started their beef 
Yeah. I think, yeah. But you see, I remember Drake, I'm, I'm sorry, not Drake, I'm sorry. I remember Meek Mills more for the beefs that he had with other rappers. You know, he had beefs with Cassidy, he had beefs with Drake, Game, Benny Siegel, Takashi, um, Big Sean. Like, did you say uh, to Snitchki? Snitch. Yeah, beef with Big Sean. Six, it says right here. It says, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. Snitch night. <laughs> it says in August of 2013, uh, Meek Mill was one of the many rappers mentioned by Kendrick Lamar on his guest verse on Big Sean's Control. Lamar touted himself as the king of both coasts and threatened to murder the rappers he mentioned despite being associated with them before. During the performance at the music festival in New York City, Mill sent derogatory messages to Kendrick. On September 9, 2013, Mill later released Ooh, Kill Him and response to Lamar's verse on Control. In October of 2013, Mill instigated an argument on social media with fellow Maybach music group artist Wale for not backing him up in this feud with Cassidy, despite the fact that Cassidy had dissed Wale and several other several others Meek and Wale were affiliated with. He also criticized Wale for not helping him support uh, his second uh, studio album. Two years later, their dispute uh, reignited after Wale sided with Drake over Mill during their high-profile feud. The following year, after a long talk with their mentor Rick Ross, Mill and Wale ended their feud and released a duet uh, album, excuse me, a duet song called Make It Work on July 8th of 2016. Mill's dispute with ARAB ensured after the former rival Drake referenced a the latter on his song Back to Back, saying, I wanted four days, dude. Where you at? Uh, I drove here in a wraith playing ARAB. ARAB appeared on Vlad TV in August of 2015, said he had not signed to Drake's OVO sound and sided with him. He was also disappointed at Mill's response uh, since he called out ARAB on Wanna Know, the response to uh, Drake's diss track. On August 6th, during the performance at the BB&T Pavilion in Camden, New Jersey, Mill responded, fuck ARAB, and uh, questioned his allegiance to an out-of-town rapper. ARAB, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Am I saying ARAB, or is it is it said a different I think it's way? AR, uh, ARAB. ARAB? ARAB? Uh, ARAB. ARAB, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a rap name. Who cares? Okay, ARAB. <laughs> uh, I'll just say ARAB because I'm if I say Arab, it might sound like I'm talking about an ethnicity. No, I ain't trying to. Uh, ARAB responded by releasing his own version of Back to Back on August 8th, which this is Mill and also contains violent lyrics threatening to unleash his shooters on Mill. In response, Meek's cousin and Dream Chaser signee O'Malley, O'Malley, okay, released his own version of Back to Back. How many versions of this song we're going to get? That this ARAB, uh, ARAB did another interview on Vlad TV and said Meek was too scared to respond himself, and O'Malley was the softest one on Dream Chasers. He also said he would not respond to O'Malley's diss because he was a worker. 
on January 26th, um, AR, AR Ab, uh revealed he that he and Mill had talked it out and their feud is now over. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> and it says uh, two more things. Uh, on January 25th of 2016, Mill dissed his record label boss, Rick Ross's long-term nemesis, 50 Cent, on his extended play, 4 slash 4, not counting the remix to Drake and Future's I'm the Plug. After hearing the EP, 50 Cent <laughs> replied with a set of over 22 memes, including one where he said that he would that he should run to his girlfriend at the time, Nicki Minaj, to cry to her. Mill, <coughs> excuse me, Mill disparaged 50 in a direct message, ridiculing his case involving Ross's ex-girlfriend, followed up by his bankruptcy case. On January 30th, 2016, Mills dissed 50 again on War Pain in the middle of his verse saying, my Philly boys will creep up on you when you ain't looking with your little memes. The next day, 50 and many members of his collective unit uh, countered this meal at a concert. The conflict between Mill and 50 also reignited the feud between 50 and Rick Ross. And on June 30th of 2016, Joe Budden dissed Mill and Drake on Making a Murder Part 1. and Not Uncle Joe. Not Uncle Joe, no. <laughs> Where the fuck Joe Button get involved in this bullshit? Anyway, a counter-diss yeah, counter to Drake's 4 p.m. in Calabasas, as well as on his uh, guest tr- verse with French Montana, No Shopping. <laughs> okay. So... I didn't even mention the game beef, though. I mean... I mean, we know who won that one. I'm just saying, we, you know, I ain't even mentioned the game beef. Although, game right now has been taking a lot of criticism lately. He trying to beef with M&M's. M's. Yeah, he taking L's. He trying to beef with M. Oh, uh, man. Now, I fuck with game, but come on, man. I mean... You yourself even said uh, that you said didn't want to fuck with that was a lie. So, oh, so, so, so you, so you, a pathological liar now? Come on, bro. <laughs> Could be. All right. Uh, so we're gonna move right. on from Meek Mill to uh, YG, aka Young Gangster. Young Gangster. Yeah. So four hundred. YG is Bompton's finest, full of smash hits and West Coast embodiment that no one has brought to hip hop since the aforementioned game in 2015. His breakthrough uh, single, My Nephews, couldn't be missed. <laughs> uh, my nephews. Can you say another word? No. Neighbors. <laughs> Wait, what's the editor, is it, what? What's the edited version of the song? I forget. They actually have I, it I, in I, version. Yeah, there is. No, that's what uh, and that's what Snoop be saying now. Nephew. Yeah. My nephew. So. Oh, hit us. That's what he says. My oh, okay. hitters, my motherfucking hitters. So, my nephews couldn't be missed, uh, along with his twerking anthem, Left Right, and the Drake co-sign, Who Do You Love? His debut album, My Crazy Life, was heralded by Complex as a modern gangster rap classic and was listed by Billboard as the best rap album of 2014. Uh, so where is he now? Well, uh, 
he has since dropped his sophomore LP, Still Brazy, uh, and that exceeded expectations as he showed songwriting abilities discussing controversial subjects such as police brutality. And the album was number six on the Billboard charts, Billboard charts with 38,000 equivalent units. Uh, since then, he has released two, or I'm sorry, three other albums. In 2018, he released Stay Dangerous. In 2019, he released For Real, For Real. And in 2020, he, he released My Life for Hunted. Uh, and in 2021, he released a collaborative album with Mozzie uh, titled Community Service. Uh, have y'all heard of uh, YG? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I mean, <laughs> shit. My head is my head is. I'm not going to lie to y'all, and I'm sorry. I don't really know. I've never listened to YG. And if I have, I don't know. I You've heard the to. song, though. My my head is. You got him, Jeezy, <sighs> Rich Homie Kwan. If I heard it, I'd probably say either yes or no, to be honest with you. I honestly, God, don't remember it. It's a nice beat. I'll send it real quick so you can take a listen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scusi uno momento. Let me peek this and see if I'm either. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, y'all talk. He actually made a lot more music than he made more music than I actually remembered. Uh, so YG did face controversy in uh, October 2019 after kicking out a 17 year old fan by the name of Austin Joyner at his concert after the fan reused or refused to scream out fuck Donald Trump on stage Joyner was pushed by the rapper and called a racist before being escorted off stage Turning Point USA interviewed the 17 year old on February 23rd 2020 revealing that he was celebrating his birthday with friends and that he was apolitical. Uh, and for those of you that don't know what apolitical means, that is, uh, it's apathy or antipathy towards all political affiliations. A person may be described as apolitical if they are not interested or uninvolved in politics. Being apolitical can also refer to situations in which people take an unbiased position in regard to political matters uh, like a lot of us do mm-hmm. I think the majority of I think like I don't know I might be getting the number wrong but I, I legit think that more than 60% of Americans are apolitical they really don't give a flying fuck and most of the time the, the, the people that you see on the TV and on the news shows and all that they're like the smallest percent of the population that actually want to talk politics and want to divide the country. And it's like, it's that vocal minority, that vocal minority. That's right. We talk about it a lot. Uh, so, uh, after being kicked off stage, Austin Joyner was advised by staff to leave due to YG putting a target on his back. Afterwards, Joyner received attention online from social media and news publications soon leading to hate comments. Uh, YG were, was arrested in January of 2020 at his Southern California home on robbery charges and was held on a $250,000 bond at the Men's Central Jail for arraignment on January 28, uh, 2020. YG had been scheduled to perform 
on the January 26, 2020 Grammy Awards. Yeah. So I was listening to more YG to see if I could. I've, I, I've heard it before. I've heard, I didn't know that was YG, but yeah, I've heard that song before. Yeah, I was just listening to see if I knew other songs by him. Right. Uh, I, I just I just don't get like like I understand like if someone doesn't I don't that that bugs me like you're like you pushed you pushed a 17 year old kid called him a racist and then kick him out y'all because he he just wanted to come and enjoy a concert with his friends for his birthday and like he didn't want no like backlash he didn't want political bullshit and then it's like you know I don't know. All because he wouldn't say, you know, fuck Donald Trump or whatever. You know, regardless of how you feel about him, I mean, that's your belief. But if someone don't want to get involved with it, you know, and then forcing that person to get involved, with, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. That's not a good look, you know, in, in any way you look at it, regardless of what your political affiliation is. Now, this man just might be my opinion. No, I mean, you, so he essentially assaulted a minor. Yeah. You know. I yeah. mean people people do time for that. <laughs> yeah. Well it depends on what state cuz I think like I know New York at 17 you you can be considered an adult so. Yeah. I guess it depends on the state. 17 you're considered an adult but yet you still can't do the adult things that you know. You can't you know join the military at 17 you can't I mean, I you did. totally I, can. Yes, you can. I at, did. At seven, at seven, at seventeen, you can. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I was in Paris Island, South Carolina, when I was seventeen, getting yelled yeah. at. But did you graduate? Instructors. But but did you? But did you? But did you already graduate high school? Yeah. Okay. So is it like you graduate high school, then you can go? No. Some, depending on whether or not you're some, some of the reserve kids are in like sixteen to fifteen. They're just yeah. in the reserves. They they oh, go okay. during the summer between their like. It's called junior reserve, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they'll go uh, to basic training during the summer months uh, in between school years. Okay. And also uh, accumulate like their college pay technically during that time too. Yep. And they also can, can get college credits while they're going through high school. Yep. Okay. That system. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's for you kids out there that are wondering what to do with life. You ain't always got to go to college. But there nope. are options. Go to a trade school. Right. Yeah, yes. learn to trade for real. Yeah, or some engineering. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's a trade. It is a trade, but you have to go to an actual college for that, which is stupid. Yeah. That's true. Or go become I, a blacksmith. I know here in Chattanooga, they're starting a new uh, program at Chat State. Uh, it's going to be a two-year program to get into uh, logistics. Well, it's big. Um. One of the logistics, logistics has become huge. Yeah, one of the one of my co or former coworkers, he left here and he went down to Chattanooga and he's working for a logistics place there and they're they're doing like multi million dollar businesses. So I mm-hmm. mean it's big. Shit. I got but, a um, GED and I'm working for a geosynthetic company. I mean yeah. how the hell did that happen? <laughs> they are everybody needs somebody. That's you just gotta be willing to work. Yeah, absolutely. Alright, let's move on to the uh, next one. Yeah, the next one. Number nine? Yeah, number nine. Yep, number nine. That's you, Bubba. 
Um, so here we have Mac Miller. Um, one of the most drastic personality changes in recent hip hop history. Uh, Mac Miller showed himself to the mainstream with the release of his breakthrough, breakthrough mixtape Kids, uh, full of hashtag rap level bars that caught the ears of the adolescents who wanted to be part of the most dope movement. Um, his major label debut, uh, Blue Side Blue Slide Park, received poor critis- critical reception, but still had a number of his entertaining music videos. Uh, his macadelic mixtape consisted of features from Lil Wayne and a fellow freshman from the same year, Kendrick Lamar. The following year, he released his most intricate and mature project to date, Watch a Movie with the Sound Off, which inspired by his move to Los Angeles and was full of hazy production and incredible songwriting. On his 2014 mixtape, Faces, uh, Miller discussed the problems he faced with drug abuse, insomnia, and fame in very artsy fashion. Uh, with Go ODAM or Good AM, his third studio album received average reception but debuted at number four on the Billboard 200. His fourth album, The Divine uh, Feminine, uh, was released on September 16, 2017. Its first single, Dang, featured Anderson Pack, was released as well. Kendrick Lamar, Ty Dollar Sign, and Ariel Grande are other artists featured on the album. Um, shortly after the release, his Relationship with and Aria Grande uh, fizzled out. Mac Miller and Ariana's engagement was off. Ariana was engaged to comedian Pete Davidson, who's now dating Kim Kardashian. He'll probably date uh, Miley Cyrus next. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I mean, he ain't wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, and within a matter of. She was engaged to Pete Davidson a few months after starting to date him, which is weird. Um, less than two months after releasing his fifth album, Swimming, in July of 2018, Mac Miller was found unresponsive in his home in Los Angeles. And the rapper ultimately died of an apparent drug overdose on September 7th, 2018. And the asshole that sold him the bad drugs, worse drugs, I guess. I mean, he was taking bad drugs to begin with, but the asshole supplier is being sentenced to jail now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll... I first heard Mac Miller, um, it was back in 2011, it was with the Blue Slide uh, Park uh, album, I didn't have the album, but I did have the, I did hear the song Party on Fifth Ave, that's when I first heard, I remember the music video, uh, it, like being in the streets, and like they were like, he was dressed up like an, el- him and his guys were dressed up like elderly people, and they had like mobile scooters and canes, and they were dancing and shit, like I, it, to me it was like a fun because I didn't know who Mac Miller was. I was like, okay, this is just another... I thought he was more like... I thought he was another Asher Roth at that point. You know what I mean? Um, but then you start listening to some of his other stuff, especially when you heard... Uh, I heard the song Loud. Um, and I thought that Loud was a pretty cool song. Um, and uh, he had a song... Um... Go ahead, Chip. I was going to say, I find it funny that, that in the, the blurb, they, they said that... Uh, Blue Slide Park received poor critical reception. However, it was the uh, first independently distributed debut album to reach uh, number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 since 1995. Right. It's good. I I think it was the overall album's reception, but the um, singles is what made it popular. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing I can think of because I don't 
I remember of hearing a quote unquote people talking about a bad uh, Mac Miller album, but uh, I don't know. I, I never listened to him like that. Like I listen to him every now and then if he come on, but I wasn't a huge right. fan of his. And I'm not going to just be that guy that starts listening to him and be like, oh, he's the greatest now after his passing, of course. But every right. like if a song is on, I'll listen to it. Uh, now he did release a a sixth album after he died in in this came out in 2020. It was called Circles, uh, and I I did uh go out of my way to listen to this album. Have you guys heard it? So I haven't heard it. I haven't heard this one. No. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty good, but you can you can hear the pain in his voice. You can hear the pain in the voice in a lot of songs, though. Yeah, no, you can his mixtapes for sure. Really hear it on this. Um, yeah, uh, it's I don't know. Uh, like when I listened to it, I was like, "Oh man, this is this is that one." Um, but uh, again, Roger, I, I'm kind of like you. Like I, I I listen to Mac, but I don't listen to him like that right i remember uh and i know mgk is not is not exactly uh um very well thought of in today's uh music world uh from the standpoint that you know oh he you know he 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 went and changed genres and things of that nature um but he did have a song uh called glass house where he uh mentions Mac Miller. Um trying That's to, a good song. I yeah, like I'm Black trying, House. I'm tr- I'm trying to find it says a hey, life's been hard since seventeen. Been th- uh, I've been through hell. I think um somewhere in between caught in purgatory. I can paint the scene. Everything turned to a nightmare from a dream. Look, I wish little peep and me had smoked, but I can't get that back. Just came from Pittsburgh. Damn I'll miss my homie Mac. Yeah, last time I got off stage, I looked Chester in the face, and now he's gone and ain't no going back, huh? And because right there, he mentioned Pete, Mac Miller, and Chester uh, all in the same uh, verse, and all of them died under tra- under uh, tragic circumstances. I still think Chester was murdered, but that's besides the point. Okay, I do. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's my opinion. I, I don't think he killed himself. Just I don't. Th- uh, I don't think Chris Cornell killed himself either. I think he was murdered. We can go just down like that Kurt Cobain. Uh, yep. I mean, we can go down that that rabbit hole later on another yeah. episode. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. they were. <laughs> I I really do think they were murdered by higher ups in the music industry. Like Michael Jackson. Yep. Hell, some people say Michael Jackson ain't really dead. No. I've heard that theory too. Were they Hulk Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of. No, speaking no, of, no, no. Yes. <laughs> Bro, I, I, got, I got a message today. From I Jonathan? Got, yes. Yeah, uh, it's it, me too. It's, I'm going to send it to you right now, Roger. Okay. Yep. This, yep. It's, it's meant directly for you. Yep, it okay. is. Hold on. 
There yeah. it is. All right, let me take a look. See here. <laughs> oh, that's not the one I need. I want to hear the reaction. Is that Captain Crunch? (laughs) (laughs) I recognize this man. Just say thank you and move on. (laughs) It's got to be Captain Crunch right there, man. All right, man. (laughs) <laughs> all right let's move on to the last one <laughs> yes let's move on to the last one of the night k dot kendrick lamar yes i yes we saved the best for last what isn't there to what is there left to say about kendrick lamar he is a genius he's a visionary and he's a gem and ever since his early little wayne inspired work all the way to his unannounced EP, untitled, unmastered, and everything in between, he has provided any music fan with the most quality production, lyricism, and idealism. His debut album, Section 80, takes into consideration the crack epidemic of the the 80s, justice, morality, and humanity. The follow-up, which was his major label debut, Good Kid, Mad City, is commonly referred as one of the best hip-hop albums of the decade, and it, it it set the standard for what the perfect rap album should really sound like. And then three years later, he set the standard again to an even higher level with the release of the long-awaited The Pimp a Butterfly, as it covered subjects like black-on-black crime, police brutality, politics, and depression. Kendrick Lamar is one of the most talented and genuine artists uh, hip-hop has ever seen that alone making the double xl freshman 2011 class an absolute success uh yeah um i mean we've talked about kendrick a plethora of times on uh on the podcast um i think right now he's one of the best right now in the game right now um what do you guys say well right now he's he's in the top three alongside uh well top four i'm gonna say top four but alongside most people the top three right now are drake j cole and kendrick um yeah and that, that's been like that for 10 years now uh and nobody really disputes the, those three i say four because joiner lucas is up there yeah i was gonna say two. you better say joiner bro because jo- joiner you know what? take him off the bro. list now <laughs> fuck you <Damn. laughs> no nah. don't disjoin it like that fuck on no um but yeah, man. Um, God, I mean, everything that Kendrick has done, man. I mean, to having just, I mean, Good Kid, Mad City was a great album. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly was a, was a great album. Damn was a great album and a Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, Bro, these are damn all wasn't classics. Damn was a classic, yeah. But it was damn a Pulitzer was... winner. It was a To Pimp a Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly was the Pulitzer winner. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Pretty positive. We talked about it. On one of the episodes before, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, pretty sure it was. It was, the, it, was the, it was the it was the five overrated uh the according overrated, I see I put in quotation marks. No, no, damn is a pulser. Damn is the pulser. I, I knew it was damn. Yeah. 
Because in the article that we read said that to pimp a butterfly, if any of the three was supposed to win the Pulitzer Prize, to pimp a butterfly would probably be that one. But they chose damn instead. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's the thing we did agree on. I'm not, I'm not stupid, stupid. I remember shit. That's so weird. That it was it was for damn. That's weird. Yeah, like I, I now to bring it up. There's a lot more like other people's articles that say that it should have been to pimp a butterfly, which I still agree it should be because it definitely talks about more of um, Black America in general than damn does. Yeah, I'm just going by. <laughs> what 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 I'm seeing? That's all I'm saying. No, no, no. no, no, no. You, you're right. I'm just. I thought it was to it was to be to pimp a butterfly because that was the one that would obviously makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that in, was also what they talked about in the in the. Uh, um, is what we that's what they talked about in the article from uh, hiphopgoldenage.com. Yeah. Fuck that website. Yeah. We still oh, got to do our get, series. <laughs> yeah. We we gonna, oh, we gonna get into it. We gonna get into it. Um, so in 2020, the album, uh, damn was ranked the uh, 175 on Rolling Stone's updated list of 500 greatest albums of all time. Where's the butterfly though? That's, I don't know. I'm going to have to look this list up. We may have to go over this list. I'm like, my, I'm thinking like, man, it's like, do I do here to pimp a butterfly and then damn back to back? Cause I still like I listen to Damn a lot, but to Pimple Butterfly was a, is a whole different thing. It like, is. To me, it just to me it just has the more story, it has the more you more understanding, the more it was more gritty and more like honest. <laughs> yeah, honest, realistic. Not to say that Damn wasn't realistic, but I'm saying to Pimple Butterfly was more gritty and it was more of a. <sighs> How can I say this to uh, make it make sense? Kendrick Lamar has three albums on the uh, 500 greatest albums of all time. And I assume it doesn't say which ones, but I assume it's good kid, mad city to pimple butterfly and damn. And all of them came out within a span of five years of each other. And then it's taking him 2012, 2015 and 2017. And and it's taking him five years to make this album. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his, his next album. May 14th. May fourteenth? No, no, May thirteenth. They said they uh, it, it got pushed back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, the upcoming fifth studio album by Kendrick Lamar, set to be released on May thirteenth. It is his first studio album since 2017's critically acclaimed "Damn." Um, and post, and his final album for uh, TDE Top Dog Entertainment. Yep. yep. And... It says in a blog posted on August 20th of 2021, Lamar announced that he was in the process of producing the final record for TDE, uh, writing, I spent most of my days with fleeting thoughts, writing, listening, collecting old beach cruisers. Uh, the morning rides keep me on the, on the hill of silence. I go months without a phone. Love, loss, and grief have disturbed my comfort zone. But the glimmers of God speak through my music and family. While the world around me evolves, I reflect on what matters the most. The life in which my words will land next. 
As I produce my final TDE album, I feel joy to have been a part of such a cultural imprint from after 17 years. The struggles, the successes, and most importantly, the brotherhood. May the Most High continue to use Top Dog as a vessel for candidate creators. Candidate creators, I'm sorry. As I continue to pursue my life's calling, there's beauty in in completion and always faith in the unknown thank you for keeping me in your thoughts i prayed for you all see you see you soon enough and then uh pg lang headed uh lamar announced on social media through a pg lang headed letter about the album dropping on may 13th i'm i'm that's gonna be what here's one yeah, just next month. Here's one thing I don't understand is why he doesn't get enough credit for the Black Panther uh, album. That thing's so beautiful. It is. I mean, from from start to finish, the, it's it's such a beautiful album, and he doesn't get enough credit for that. Like we always talk about Good Kid, Mad City to Pimp a Butterfly, and Damn, but man, you got to throw. I think it's the, the the fact of it being not being a studio album, but being a soundtrack album. Because I mean, remember how uh, Phil Collins did Tarzan? That's true. That's true. But I mean, God, Tarzan. Tarzan is good. I mean, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, <laughs> the Black Panther album definitely's got some bangers on it. And that Tarzan had some bangers on it. Shit. Oh yeah, it's Phil Collins. Yeah, it's Phil Collins. Phil Collins a motherfucking G. I gotta go back and watch Black Panther again. It's it's yes, been it's, also, it's been a do, little bit since I watched it. Also, do not forget that on that Black Panther album has the song with Future, where Future raps about fucking Scotty Pippa's wife, and yes. they won a Grammy for it. And they won a Grammy for <laughs> it. Wait, 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 wait. What? King's Dead, Future's verse is about fucking Scotty Pippa's wife. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and they won a Grammy for that. Yeah. What? <laughs> I gotta look this up. Hold on. Oh, bro, I got you. <laughs> you got me. Appreciate it. Yeah, he's got you. Don't this man worry. don't miss. Not <laughs> don't at all. Miss. He don't miss. King's ransom. All right. Well, while he's sending me that, um, <laughs> while he's sending me that, let me ask you guys a quick question. It's a J Rock song too, because you, uh, that guy we talked about last time. Okay. Out of all the ones we talked about tonight, obviously. Who's the biggest standout or standouts of the 2011 class? I mean, it's pretty. Uh, this one's pretty easy to tell, <laughs> um, right? Yeah, obviously, it, it, uh, you got Mac Miller, uh, Meek Mill, and obviously number one being Little B. Um, <laughs> Shut your ass up! <laughs> oh, <clears throat> with that being said, Roger has been canceled from Movement yes. Radio yes. as of this recording. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Oh God! Uh, no, it'd be, it'd be, waterfront it'd be, seven hundred. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, on some real shit though. It would, it would probably be Kendrick, Mac Miller, Yellow and Wolf, Meek. Meek. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be the top four, maybe. You know, you I know, think those are the only four still making. Well, aside big from crit. Mac, yeah, Big Crit, yeah, making, still making music. Little, uh, little B somewhere trying. No, um, he's done. He's not been he done stuff in okay, years. Good. Okay. It's been about five years, I think. Yeah, he don't need to do anything else. Since you, he sent us down the the wormhole of YouTube and just found some like, garbage. That, ass that was crap. some of the first shit I used to see on YouTube. Like it was just like stuff that was just there. 
I, I bet you a fan of 50 Tyson too, ain't you? No, but I'm pretty sure they did a song together. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, we're done. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this episode of uh, of uh, Battle Topics. Next time, the 2012 Double XL um, freshman class. Um, that's got Future, Kid Ink, Danny Brown, French Montana, Macklemore, Don Tripp, Machine Gun Kelly, Hobson, Iggy Azalea, and Roscoe Dash. Um, as, as you can tell, the yeah, as you as you can tell, the the longer we get into this, the the lower we hit in uh, the barrel. Yeah. I don't think it's lower. It's just that there's less and less good in each class. They're not gonna be stacked yeah. classes like the last two. Yeah, I can, I, mean, I can look. I can look at each class and I can find at least one, maybe two good artists that I like to listen to. Everyone else is like, "Who the fuck are these people?" You uh, know. I mean, <laughs> I think after like 2014 or something like that, I was like, "Who the fuck are everybody on this list?" Yeah, I, I, 2016 because I know Anderson Park. Let me see, 2013, 2014. Yeah, 2014. I know. Let's see, 2015. Uh, 2016 had uh, 2015 has got some trash on it. Yeah, 2015 is trash. 2016 has Gar- got trash, but it got garbage. But it had Denzel Curry, Lil Dicky, and Anderson Pac on it. I don't even think uh, Denzel Curry's all that good. Hey, I'm not saying he's the best. I'm just saying he's better than he's fucking better than fucking Little Yachty. Well, that's not that difficult. Little B's better than Little Yachty. I'm just dub. I'm just I saying. I don't know. Eminem shouted out Little Yachty. I think he's talked about Little B once before too. <laughs> he probably no, he but not in a good way, but <laughs> tied but, Little uh, B up to a full take of propane. Twenty seventeen has got two good rappers, three good rappers on it. No, he's got four. He's twenty seventeen. He's got four. Ski mask the slum guy. Ski mask the slump guy. Yeah. Who the fuck is this? Ski mask the slump guy. Oh, God. Uh, but 2018's got one, one good rapper Trip. on it. Who? Oh, no, they got two horrible trash ass. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> I still don't know who that one is. Little Pump. I get him and Little Peep mixed up every single time, no matter what. Little, little Peep was the one that passed away. He's the one that died. He's the SoundCloud little, God. Okay. Yeah, he's the SoundCloud God. Little Pump was the one that sang Gucci Gang. I mean, I I didn't it, listen to it, so I wouldn't even know. Like, you could tell me he did yeah. another song, and I'd be like, yeah, that's right. I, but no, you know the only good Same. one from 2018 is J.I.D. Wait, would you say 2018? Yeah. J.I.D. Yeah, yeah, J.I.D. Yeah. Uh, and then 2019... Corday. Oh, there it is. Rico Nasty. <laughs> Rico Nasty. Gunna. The Baby. Meg, Meg the Stallion. The Baby. Roddy Rich. Okay, this one's a better class. This is all right. 2020, 2020 was uh, Polo G- Jack. Hart. Who the f- I've been seeing this guy around. Rod Wave. Five Year Foreign. Wave. Those are the only ones. And 24 Golden. I know who that is, but. Lotto. Lotto. Jack Carlos apparently the next white rapper after. Uh, easy E, uh, not easy. Well, easy E, G Easy, G Easy. Okay. See, I wasn't a fan of G Easy, so I like G Easy. G Easy has some good stuff. I never yeah, G Easy's so pretty good. Say. Yeah, I've never G's... listened to him, so I can't really. He um, he he never gets out of his lane. He you know he's he's that cool white rapper. 
Yep. Okay. Uh, and also, while we're also on the subject, because um, we had brought it up on the 2010 uh, edition, 2011, uh, another rapper who was slated to be a part of the freshman class declined uh, respectfully because he felt like it was too late in his respective career was a, was a rapper by the name of Vada um, who is a uh, he goes by the stage name Vado who was signed to DJ Khaled's We The Best Music Group I don't even know who that is I don't either it says that prior he was a member of the uh, UN with fellow New York rapper Cameron I have to look him up but I don't remember UN him. was a Harlem New York based rap hip hop guru founded by Cameron in, 20, in 2009 it was under the Diplomats uh, label. Yeah. 2010. I figured you'd know. So I'm looking at all these covers for this. And for 2010, it says 10 freshmen for 10. Um, then 2011 is this 2011 is freshman class. Nothing special on it. Um, then 2012 is freshman class breaks out. But it's got mm. fucking Iggy on it, so... But 2013's cover says 2013's freshman class best ever. Schoolboy Q, Trinidad James, Joey Badass, Absol, Logic, Action Bronson, Kirk Bangs, Travis Scott, uh, and Dizzy Wright, Angel Hayes, and Chief Keef. Out of that grouping, who's still making music? Travis Scott? That's it? Uh, I mean, but is he making music since the uh, Astroworld situation? situation? I have no idea. No, Action Bronze is still making music. Is he? I thought he was just doing his cooking shows. Nah, he, he he's still making music. He dropped an album in 2020 called Only for Dolphins. <laughs> Don't is ask that... me why. I'm just I'm just I'm just reading off. And he got a, and he got another one coming in 2022 called uh Coca Drillo Turbo. This man's lying. Like he ain't <laughs> he's not making music. He's not making music. This man's lying. He took up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in 2022. And he's down 127 pounds since December like, he's, of 2020. Uh, I'm like, he's lost a lot of weight recently from his show. He's lost a shit ton of weight, yeah. Well, when you 400 and, pounds, you know. Yeah. And then you having health problems as well as, you know, your son being born. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of, you know, reevaluate shit, you know. Like, maybe I need to, you know get healthy from a kid you know because i can be around for him you know so 2016's cover is called the new wave when it's got yeah it's the new wave of garbage oh god 2017 generation next 2018 we got clout but they're not the soundcloud groups none of the soundcloud kings are on it 2019 made for this Sure. 2020 is Believe in the Future. Okay. Uh, 2021 is Out of This World. And they have not dropped 2022. Ruby Rose is on it, though. On what? Uh, the 2021 class. But it's a different Ruby Rose. Oh, so it ain't it ain't the uh, the Ruby Rose from uh, the. Uh... It's not Batgirl. Okay, no, 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 <laughs> the no Ruby Rose from. Uh... You said Ruby Rose on on the uh, 
adult film star uh rapper. Oh yeah, wrestler. I did I yeah, I used yeah. her name. Yeah. I used yeah. her name for that. Yeah. She was influenced by she was influenced by Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, and Foxy Brown. Why she, would those be your inspiration in rap? The people that literally came like four years before you came out. Like why? Well, because she's twenty four years old and I mean <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion was literally three years before, two years before her. Like, that's even right. makes sense. <laughs> right. Like, Nicki Minaj, I can understand, because at that point, she had been around uh, nine years? Yeah. Eight, nine years? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. We're, but uh, we will I start getting... I, I, I think I know at least one on every single grouping. Right. But, yeah. So, we let's wrap this up real quick. Um... I didn't know we were still recording. I thought we were just talking. No, nah, we still recording. <laughs> we ain't even done the outro yet. What you talking I, about? I thought we was just going exit out with uh, King's Ransom or King's Dead. Oh my god! I, I need to look. That, I need to listen to that uh, before I go to bed. But anyway, though, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Battle Topics. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we bounce out of here tonight? As always, check out MovementRadio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Anything from you, Raj? Um, no, nothing I get to go. Cool. Uh, shout out to all of our sponsors: Sean Thompson with Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversation Podcast, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, Ivan Montanez Twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon, Sean Miller with Should I Watch That, and all of our friends over at the These Ninjas Podcast. Um, you know, over we're, we should be close to twenty four thousand now, right? As far we're as downloads go, twenty three thousand six hundred. Hey, we're getting there. We're getting close. Um, hopefully, by the time this episode airs, it'll be more. Um, and uh, we thank we are very thankful for all of you guys for listening to us um, on all of our uh, platforms that we have and everything. And we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And we'll talk to you guys next time on another episode of Battle Topics. Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan. <laughs>